Welcome to the TLT Movement Podcast, a podcast for tomorrow's leaders today. The episode that you're about to listen to was recorded in front of a live audience last year at our annual conference, TLTCon. In today's episode, my wife Elise and I talk about what is character, integrity, identity, and if you don't know what yours is, how to find it. If you enjoy today's episode, you might want to consider coming to TLTCon this July in South Florida. Go to tltmovement.com to get tickets or just learn more about our organization as a whole. Hope you enjoyed this episode and hope you learned something new. People try to put us to death. Anything challenging is going to be hard. But so what? Hard could be the new fun. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Who's going to carry the boats? Endeavor to persevere. If you want to be a good leader, you have to understand human nature. I never look back. It distracts from the now. Man, that song gets me hype every single time. Yeah. All right. So I, I want to delve a little deeper. I know we kind of talked about, because we're at identify impact, so I- identity is like the first word. Um, but delving deeper into what it means to have an identity and how we find that identity. Um, and the biggest thing for me is when I think about, well, what is my identity? It's what do I identify with? So the things in my life, what do I align myself with to form, you know, the, my reputation and all of these things. I've really, I was thinking about this a lot last night and the biggest thing, the word that like really came to me was integrity is my big word. Um, And a lot of people, I know we've shared it here this week that integrity, you know, doing what if the same thing, if nobody's watching you, whether they're watching you doing or not. the right thing, doing, yeah, doing the right thing, like being consistent. Well, I want to read the good old Wikipedia <laughs> or I guess Webster's <laughs> dictionary <laughs> definition of integrity. It's a noun steadfast adherence to a strict moral or ethical code, the state of being unimpaired soundness the quality of condition of being whole or undivided completeness. I really love that. So what you're saying is my identity is uh, what school I went to, what job I have, my age and my gender? No. No? Oh. No. Because oh. your identity is unique to you. How? And there how? are a lot of other people at your job, and there are a lot of people that bought that shirt from <laughs> wherever you bought that shirt. Got it for free from okay. a friend. Well, the point is, it's not, it's what's inside and you have to strip away what's on the outside for what you, so basically morals, ethical code, but basically finding soundness in whatever it is that you identify to. So you're consistent across the board. You are who you are, no matter who's watching, to yourself, to peers, anybody that meets you, they know who you are. And, and isn't how, and that you kind of interesting how we, when we describe people and we describe our friends, we're like, oh, yeah, they have this color hair. They dress like this. They do this. It's they like, oh, this. she plays volleyball and, right. like, she has, like, really cool Air Force Ones that I want. Imagine if we introduced people or, or talked about people by what their identity is. Yeah. 
and who they were as a person. That'd be a whole different whole different landscape. You, I feel like it'd be a whole lot more uplifting of others too. Like I would love for somebody to, you know, the first thing out of their mouth is, oh, she's trustworthy. Like she's, n- she's not a liar. I've never, you know, that kind mm. of thing. She's loyal. Um, these are the things that they value. This is how they conduct themselves. Um, but I think it's interesting if anybody, I mean, I guess Isaiah, cause we talk about like the office and shows and things. My favorite show though is Seinfeld. I love, I'm a huge Jerry Seinfeld fan. I think he's a genius. Um, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I, but anyways, my favorite thing about the show, if anybody's ever, can I like see a show of hands who has seen Seinfeld? Oh, we yes. have like three, uh, four people in no, here. No, that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if anybody's ever seen the show, it's very situational sitcom, um, situational comedy sitcom. Uh, 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 if anybody didn't know that that's what that meant. Um, but it's draws me in because it's a time where people didn't have cell phones and people didn't have this virtual world that kind of everybody was linked into. And so you could know somebody before you know somebody. You could meet somebody before you really even step into a room with somebody. And so there's a lot of situations where you just say, hey, I'll I'll see you there. And then you all have to just be there at that time. And if you don't, you have to find a pay phone or a pager to tell them, let them know, yeah, I, I couldn't make it. And so that something about that like excites it's, me. It's just interesting because it's from the 90s. So it seems so close and they're talking about all the so stuff, different. but it's Our, so different. Yeah, society has changed so much. So now, so basically with Seinfeld or in that situation in the 90s, some of the people in this room who actually lived that, um, <laughs> you had your reputation that preceded you. So how you were known by others and then your integrity was who the real who you really are and what you're kind of putting forth when you meet somebody, but your your rec, your reputation is what preceded you. And and hasn't that changed completely, guys? Like yeah. isn't your how people see you now, it's it's pictures online or it's how you look online well, or what you a, talk about in your it's tweets. a perception. It's like, so right. now what what precedes the reputation is perception. So somebody can form an idea about you. And then it's like, okay, I have this idea and then maybe I got to meet them once. So then maybe I got the reputation a little bit and then now I have to spend intimate time. So it's like a whole nother realm that we've never dealt with before is what social media has created where it's perceptions of people. I can't help but to think of that example of the young woman who came up here and shared about how she got canceled. Who, who was that? Hayden. Over here? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy, right? Like, you were talking about how people, they didn't ask you how you actually felt or or what you said. It was just you, you were perceived to say one certain thing, and then you were just blasted online receiving threats. Um, and then I'm pretty sure a lot of people would say, oh, that's, like, would you, you know... It, Based on this that you saw on social media, do you think this person person has integrity? Would you want to spend time with them? You know, it, it paints this light where you go, oh, no, and we write these people off. Even people that get twisted in the sense of maybe they're on social media doing a bikini ad, and so we see that and go, oh, they're just a model. Like, you know, this is you – know, why do people waste their time looking at this? Where that person in their real life, the people that surround are surrounded by those people are like – they're so smart and they're so brilliant. They're a really good friend. They're really loyal. They present themselves well. They have really strong public speaking skill, like a lot of stuff that really creates depth 
to a person and character that's all wiped away. And I think there's a lot of people that are like that that get caught up in this virtual world because we understand how important it is to be perceived well online in this weird identity but it's a visual identity so all you're going off of is how you look um what you wear you you guys ever specifically put on an outfit and went to a specific place just to take a picture to post it anybody here (laughs) yeah we have a a couple of you you you, you guys know people that do that or like plan events i mean i I, i'll be honest i had friends in high school would be like we should all like get really cute outfits and like go have a picnic and then like do this and we take all these cute really cute pictures and it was such an event but in all honesty we were there for like maybe 30 minutes and then we were all like yo you want to go like get some real food like somewhere else and like these pants are way too high-waisted and tight (laughs) and i need to like put on some gym shorts like that kind of thing where we are living for this reality to grasp at this identity so we're accepted by people when it's it's not what makes up you know who you are so all right so i think we got a pretty good understanding now of what identity can look like what it should look like and what it shouldn't look like now on the same topic of describing people as their identity i think that that's impossible to do right now or it's hard because how is someone supposed to know your identity if you don't even know who you are yet? Yeah, yeah. And so how do you find your identity? Exploring, like, things that make you who you are, so the root of you. And I always go to, like, hobbies, things that truly interest you, not things that are like, okay, these are the top five trendy things of our time right now. Um, I'll never know how to skateboard, so I can't do that because I'm a little too scared to get on it. But I can do, you know, this or this. So I'll pick, like, my top two to be interested in. Instead, it's like, okay, I, I looked up recently a list of hobbies, like things to be interested in, like a long, like 500 page list. And I went through and it had some old stuff on there, like old stuff that people do not do that are not trendy anymore. (laughs) Bonsai tree weaving or whatever. Hey, speak for yourself. That's fun. (laughs) Well, and see, (laughs) my lovely husband gets up every morning at 530 in the morning. Something like that. Um, And he reads books. And every morning, whoa, whoa yeah, hey, yeah. slow down. But not any books. <laughs> I walk in and I'm like, well, what are you reading? And recently, Danny has been reading American history books. And it's something that he's decided is a passion of his, but he's learning all these really reputable people throughout history and going, wow, I identify with that. That's something I can get behind. That's a moral or ethical opinion or this philosophy that. I really identify with, and it, he's taking it into conversations. And now I've noticed, we went um, back to Georgia to visit my family, and I caught him, he's talking to my brother about something. Well, turns out my brother identified with a few things too, and they were having such a good conversation. Deep. And I've never talked to him like that. Like, we we have had very shallow combo. Yeah. And, it, it, and he, it's funny really because the first up. time, the first time you asked me, like, what my brother liked, you were like, does he like do this? Or like trendy things, like things that it's like, what do guys do? Does like, he watch you know. Rick and Morty? Like I, or like I noticed, or like I've noticed that he dresses like this. So is he like, you'd say your brother's probably like a hipster. Like what is his vibe? You know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, I don't know. Get to know him, talk to him. <laughs> and now they're talking about like us presidents and like 
currency and all this stuff. So there's stuff that you do, then there's hobbies yeah, that you yeah, have, it's, but it's I think stuff that you mostly that basically it's, putting yourself into action is what I mean. Like true, like connection with yourself and action. And there are other ways to do that. I think it's more, it's less hobby and more value based than anything else. Oh, yeah. I think your identity is, is what's unshakable. And if you don't yeah. have that, if you don't have something that you stand for enough that it's unshakable and you refuse that if it were to ever, I don't know, like if you if you set a boundary for yourself and then you get to a scenario where that boundary is being tested, if you don't have your values in line and don't even know what they are, you're just going to go with the flow until you find out that you don't like to do that thing yeah. after many years of... Well, and I think what I meant, like what I mean by hobbies, that's an example, but it's an example of action and something that you do on your own in your own time. And so given that, I think you, given a, give me another example, because right now I'm like, I don't know what's something that you do. Action that you can do to become more in tune with things that you identify with, what you value and how you live your life because you, you have to physically move to live to live your life so what's an action um that can help you like identify what you identify with you know it's less of thinking about a specific action and it's more of it's instilled in your character it is your identity to act upon things so i love talking about the serving leadership what does serving leadership mean like really and it, well, to it, serve is an action. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm making my point. Yeah, I'm making it. my point. Serving <laughs> to serve is to give action. That's what I, I'm basically meaning. Is it, It's not just build things around you to build up your identity, like this perception facade in front of you, what you appear to be. It's the actual doing of how you carry yourself through life. That's that's The thing is, it's, it's who you are is how you'll act. And so when yeah. you adopt, I think truly when you adopt this, servant quality or this servant mindset. It's the most, in my opinion, one of the most humble places you can be. And it's not like, for example, I serve my loved ones and my family and whoever house I go over to by cleaning the dishes because it's something that I can do. I know I can do it. Because you can't cook. I, I can't cook. I, I know I can't cook, <laughs> but I know cook. that I can clean. And yes. so when I am doing the dishes at anybody's house that I'm at, I'm mindfully thinking, this is what I do for my loved ones. And I like doing this. Yeah. And it, it's obviously it's dishes. It's not so much fun, but I know that I'm, I'm serving and it's because yeah. it's a part of my character to be a servant and live for others. Cause as yeah. soon as you stop thinking and going through the world with what can I do for me? Instead, go, what can I do for other people? I think everything yeah. changes. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I, I really, I always touch on social media because it's just, it's a, I think it's an issue. I think it is the biggest setback of our generation 
because it can be used to connect people. It's really great, you know, to, to stay in touch and that kind of thing. But I think we've built that. It's like people are, people are like space force. We're going to go to the moon and we're going to go to another planet and we're going to create other. We've already done that. We've already created another world. We're mentally inhabiting this, this world of a digital space of a digital space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's harming true human development, human nature, and identity what people like i mean the way we connect with one another the way we develop who we are and what we stand for and how we conduct ourselves um i mean it's hard it's a step i don't think that if i had to t share with somebody why i find myself uh, uh i have i would say like i have integrity these are the things that i feel make me an uh an, is it integral and sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're the grammar girl. <laughs> I am. Um, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not cool. Um, but like the things that make me, what I would say that I value of myself and how I conduct myself, how I'm consistent and sound. Um, I can't really back any of that up on social media. Like it's it's hard to like what would I post? You do a caption. My I have integrity. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <gr> I, I don't know what you'd say. Yeah, I don't, I don't and it, it doesn't really create an atmosphere for that. So I think just like you said, developing like you can be in touch with your serving mentality and your gift of I care I want to show that I care for others because I think it's important for people you know to know that about me and that's a part of me you have to be living like you have to be out and doing the act so I, that's where I'm like trying to bridge the doing yes doing the, the doing. act you know we did an activity last night here at identify impact where we took out the poachers and it's pretty much where we wrote down certain attributes about ourselves that we are not keen to, and then we stabbed through it and broke through it. Or things, yeah, or things in our life that are blocking us from, you know, And you know, I, I stayed up last night and edited until 2 a.m., and I rewatched all of your uh, poachers. And, you know, of uh, one of the most common ones that I saw was self-doubt. That was a huge one. And what is self-doubt if not a lack of identity, not knowing who you are, yeah. doubting yourself. And you know, I think one, it's not, it's not this all the time, but I think one aspect to self-doubt is your belief that you can't do things in excellence or that you can't do great things. And so I think the number one thing to break that self-doubt is to get out and do some stuff. Go serve. I mean, I know that a lot of you are young and you can't, I don't know, you can't go out and change the world. You can't You can't go out and even have an expertise in a certain field to help out a certain person that you want to help out, but everybody can do a little bit of something. And serving can look so different, so many different ways. It could look like cleaning for me. It could look like cooking for, for you. It could be spending time with... Uh, an elderly person who is lonely. It, it could. It's it's all going to be hard things, though. I mean, if there's something that's blocking you and you're trying to overcome that, oh gosh, I'm gonna say it. Hard is the new fun. Hard is the new I fun. I joke baby. about that a lot in like day to day life. Like I reference that quote a lot. I'll be like, hard is the new fun. Hard is it? And it, like I don't want to do any anything hard, but I'm gonna force myself. And like as a joking thing, but it grows you as a as when an you individual. do hard things, you get better. 
And yeah. when when you consistently do excellent things, your self doubt disappears, at least in my experience so far. And the only way to do things with excellence is to do a lot of it. To practice. Yeah. To practice. Yeah, you have to you have to practice and it's something that you can overcome, but it's going to grow you and like build that connection with yourself as your individual self, meaning you have an idea of what your identity is. And then you're able to go out into the world and show people what that identity is and show them, you know, this is what I stand for. This is what I'm behind and I'm well-rounded and I'm not just, you know, a picture on a screen of, you know, or a cute caption or, or whatever. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I love what Andrea said the other day. Uh, it, it was about how we all have the same time. We, we, we all wake up with the same 24 hours and you have the same amount of time in your day as a billionaire has in the, the, her day. And I want to encourage you to, as opposed to laying in your bed and knowing that you're about to watch TikTok for the next six hours... <laughs> to instead be with yourself yeah. and think, what can I do? Who is in my life that I can help and I can be a servant to, no matter how big or small of a help I can be, and be thinking of stuff to just do. I know that uh, with the pandemic and all this, it for me, it's really thrown me off of, of reaching out to people or helping people with anything because it's like, we were all so distant for so long that now, even though it's all opened back up and we're all over that hump, I think a lot of us are still mentally in this, oh, I like a hermit mentality because we've just been in it for so long, especially children that, as I explained on yesterday's podcast of just your time on earth has had a big chunk of this pandemic, a part of it. Yeah. And so your social development has been stunted and you and you got to realize that and that's why I think you need to work extra hard yeah to, to, to combat that and right. find things that you can implement in your like I said implementing your day-to-day -day life if that's picking up a book that you typically wouldn't have read to read about other people people that didn't live in this time because those I feel like with you with your history like things that you've learned and read and stuff they were more in tune with that because th that was what life was. Like you, ha you had to form. Believe it or not, they're pretty smart back then, guys. Yeah, we like, we've kind of backpedaled a little bit. Yeah, this, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think we backpedaled. It's just we have a roadblock, I think, and it, you can you can form um, you can get in touch with, I guess, um, what it used to be like before. Like I said, with Seinfeld. You have your self, your identity, and then your rep or your in integrity, and then what precedes you is your reputation by doing. And so if we can kind of get past that current block of perception, get past, mm -hmm. throw perception out, focus on recognition, that's you doing. You have to be around people to get, to gain rep uh, recognition. And then getting in touch with your own self and putting yourself in situations where you're reading about other people. What do I identify with? What do I connect with? What are things that I'd like to take on? Because even if you're not, you can always gain. So even if you're like, I'm not like that, you know, I, you can work on that. Just like Danny said, practicing. Um, and there's, 
There's so many things. You know, it's so funny that when you talk about people in the past, you talk about Jerry Seinfeld. I'm thinking about (laughs) Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Thomas Jefferson, he has this amazing quote that I love. And uh, I've even memorized because I I just think it's amazing. It's actually engraved on his memorial in Washington, D.C. It says, I have sworn upon the altar of God eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. That pretty much means I'm going to be at eternal forever war with any person trying to control what I think and what I feel. And I think a lot of us has fallen into this accidentally of letting the culture, letting certain movements, certain phrases kind of be who you are and take over who you are. And you're pretty much just a hollow shell, just reflecting the culture back at everyone as opposed to reflecting inside to know what you believe. Imagine if you had that same mentality that you will be at war. You're yeah. n- it's not only on acceptance, it's you're at war against anybody trying to control what you think ever. Yeah. I love what you said though about the everybody's reflecting back to culture or to society what it is. And so then that's everything that everybody's seeing. And so then we all just go, okay, well, I guess that this is what it is. Be the change, change yourself, have that reflection where you go, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to show me. And then there's going to be somebody who's going to recognize that and go, that's it. Like I identify with that. That's different. Right. I want to move with that. You know, I want to believe it or not. You can inspire others, change yourself, then change the world, baby. Let's go rock on. That's the end of our show.